T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, everyone. Great to be here on a Saturday night, along with Jonathan Lowe and Sloan Martin, obviously uh, following tragic news out of Virginia. That news uh, seems to be getting worse as the afternoon and evening progresses. Uh, now there are three people dead, uh, 19, at least 19 hurt. And it sounds like a helicopter crash was crash was involved in, in at least two of the fatalities. Yeah, this is something that it's being reported as we go along, this this story has been uh, continually evolving throughout the day, and I, I can't imagine what the city of Charlottesville is is Which going is, to just just the, the the residents of that city because right. this is something I actually knew, uh, and I haven't gotten in touch with this gentleman because he he doesn't live in the area anymore, but uh, someone that I knew uh, from the TV world, we worked together. He actually worked in Charlottesville for a couple of years, and so um, it'd be interesting to get his thoughts on that. And, do, do they have, have their own TV market there in Charlottesville? Yeah, they okay. do. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's really one of the most. Um, there's so many beautiful places in this country, and so many beautiful places in our state of Minnesota. But certainly, Charlottesville, Virginia, is just gorgeous. I mean, very historic. Um, just. A stunning place, home to the University of Virginia. Virginia, that's one of the one of the most historic colleges right. designed and by institutions Tom, yeah, in this country. Designed by Thomas Jefferson, it is breathtakingly beautiful, and uh, it's shocking to see. I, I guess there have been a series of protests, uh, sort of white supremacist uh, leaning protests, and these apparently were counter protests. Counter counter protests. That the car drove into. So apparently what's been going on uh, as far as I know and, and I need to read much more into this story but there is uh, – I, I guess there is a potential removal of a statue of Robert right. E. Lee, uh, General Robert E. Lee from the Confederacy and this just is the latest in a multitude of these type of statues from uh, – or, or name changes. Right. Well, honoring, but especially this, the the statues honoring Confederate um, people, higher ups in the Confederacy, whether they be generals right. or whether they be uh, in in that government. And there's been a lot of uh, not necessarily backlash, but there's been a lot of angst about: yeah. Are we trying to uh, wipe out the history that yeah. we have in this country, yeah. whether good I, or bad? Yeah. I think you could say I think backlash is also fair. <laughs> It's that uh, it's that explosive. I think right. it's that difficult. And, and so uh, this group of uh, whether you call them white nationalists, white supremacists, alternative right, uh, some people even go toward neo Nazi. Uh, that these people showed up in Charlottesville, and I believe they had a rally last night. Right. And today they were having a protest. Well, counter protest comes up, and and marches against the protest and 
to be honest, the scenes, the the video that's been coming out it's of horrible. out of there, it's horrible. been ugly. It's yeah. been completely and utterly horrible. ugly, um, with people fighting all over the place. And then you hear about someone plowing a car through a, a group of uh, a group of these marchers. And I get, um, and from what we're hearing, it's the counter protesters and not the original protesters. Uh, so this this has gotten just. Really, really awful in the span of a couple to a few hours. It really right. has. And, and, and you know, at first it was reported that one person was dead. You know, after the cow, uh, after the car plowed into this crowd. Uh, now we're hearing that two other people have died in uh, a helicopter crash. Not a lot of details there. Yeah, this is where it's, it's getting bizarre because you're you're hearing a, a helicopter crash. What's how does a I, helicopter involved with this? With this story, you and, know, the, uh, I, I, and yeah, I mean, the only thing I immediately left to mind was was perhaps a news helicopter we don't know, or perhaps some kind of law enforcement helicopter monitoring things from up above. But uh, obviously, CBS News all over this story, and we'll continue to keep you posted on that. But it does seem like it's a, a, a dire situation there, and uh, certainly. Uh, Obviously, CBS will keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. But uh, right now, they are reporting that three people have died uh, in connection with the violence there uh, surrounding protests and counter-protesters in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. As I said, one of the more beautiful cities uh, communities uh, in this entire country. Wilson, we're going to take a quick break here. We've got a lot going on. We're going to be joined soon by Ben Utek. He's a former NFL player, and he's the national spokesperson and advocate for concussions and brain health. And this is such an important story. I mean, we, we've hearing these reports. It's really shocking the percentage of NFL players that are developing these long-term problems and crippling problems. And then also at 635, uh, my friend and colleague Susan Elizabeth Littlefield, who's a reporter at WCCO Television, does a fabulous job. She has a new gig. She is actually going to be – she is actually a, a writer, a food writer for Eater.com, which is a great website. And her specialty is kind of the bargain $5 meals or $5 deals you can get. So I can't wait to talk with her. She's a lot of fun. She's coming in here actually because she's going to the Coldplay concert. And so she's going to, I guess, park and then – Go over to Coldplay. So keep it right here. You're listening to News Radio 830. All right, folks, 78 degrees in the Twin Cities right now, 615. We were hoping to catch up with uh, Ben Utek, who's a former NFL player and national spokesperson and advocate for the concussion and brain health. Uh, JAMA published the findings of a survey of deceased football players' brains. The findings are alarming, but pretty much on track with what uh, people have been saying uh, for a long time. And it is kind of shocking. We're having a little trouble connecting with uh, Mr. Utech, but uh, really the percentages are so high. And I think that that's why a lot of people are saying that these – of all these people, um, uh, of the hundred, 202 players, 111 of them played in the NFL and 110 of those were found to have chronic traumatic encephalopathy or CTE, the degenerative disease believes to be caused by repeated blows to the head. And we do have now Mr. Ben Utech, of course, a former gopher, former NFL player, uh, an advocate uh, for concussions and brain health. Uh, ben Utech, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, listen, I, I know that uh, the statistics and the figures are so alarming. The, the study that I was just mentioning saying of uh, – 202 players, 111 of them played in the NFL, and 110 of those that played in the NFL 
uh, were found to have chronic traumatic encephalopathy, if I'm saying that correctly, or CTE. What, what, what is the reaction amongst, you know, still younger former NFL players such as yourself? Sure. It, it sure. must be shocking. Well, you know, this is, this is at the core of the issue. Um, during the, during the, um, litigation for the settlement that, that we reached with the NFL, um, I, I was one of the only players to speak out in the federal court, uh, to the judge in Philadelphia. And the CTE issue was the main issue. And, uh, we wanted CTE to be covered because of what the statistics were showing. And, um, I, I think the reality is, is that concussions are a part of the game. You can't get rid of that. And, and, and we're now experiencing through medical evidence what the effects of, um, concussions is over an extended period of time. And so, you know, we're, we're, I think, in, in, as you would expect of any Fortune 500 company, you know, I think players are just wanting to make sure that their long-term health is taken care of. That's the main priority that that players are seeking uh, out of uh, an organization that we, you know, we expect to be uh, integrity and full of character. In terms of, um, you know, someone like yourself, I mean, are you, um, I mean, you're still a very young man. You're 36 years old. Right. Um, right. You know, what are, how, I mean, how are you doing when you talk to your friends that are you know, in the sure. process of retiring, retiring? I mean, what are they all saying? Are you, are you, are People getting checked out? Are they yeah. Are they frightened to get checked out? I mean, what? Because I'm sure that there must be tremendous mm-hmm. anxiety. Well, I can only speak to my personal experience, but I can I, I can attest to everything that you just said. I, I I I walked away from the game that I love to play because I started having memory problems. You know, I have four daughters. My I'm 36 years old. I have a lot of life to live and. Um, going through these cognitive issues, um, especially memory, you know, for the first time made me realize how important my life is and that it's all connected to what I can remember. And so, yeah, there, there is anxiety there if I'm being completely vulnerable. And, and I think players, you know, it's one thing to have a, a shoulder injury or a knee injury or an ankle injury. It's another thing to actually have the the thing that that really gives you purpose as a human being affected. And that that I think is what changed my perspective on the brain. And so you're never going to get rid of concussions in, in football. We have to accept that as an American sports culture, but how we take care of those players and and treat those players, I think needs to, needs to continue to get better, and that's what I've experienced so far. Um, talking with Ben Utech, of course, uh, former Gopher, former NFL player, he's a national spokesperson and advocate for concussions and, and brain health. Do you feel uh, that that the teams, you know, the, at the pro level, at the NFL level, are more sensitive now about? concussions and about injuries or at the college level than they were perhaps even, you know, 10, 15 years ago? Oh, 100%. 100%. Because here's the thing. These are businesses. The NCAA is a billion-dollar industry. The NFL is a billion-dollar industry times 16, 17, you know, whatever their, whatever their books show. And so, you know, when you – when an issue becomes big enough to affect the money, 
those organizations are going to are going to um, are going to start to pay attention, and that that's what's really happened over the last five years. And and this last uh, discovery through through uh, Boston University and McKee, who's a friend, and and um, and New York Times. I mean, this is just more evidence, you know, making that connection. And what that's going to do is uh, it's it, it's it's going to make uh, it's going to hold people accountable to taking care of players. It's, I don't think it's going to change the game. I mean, I, I still love to watch football every weekend, and I appreciate everything the NFL gave me as a as a former player. But at the same time, um, you know, the players that are going to continue to play, they need to be taken care of. And right. if if brain disorder and brain disease is a part of the f- potentially part of their future, they need to be taken care of. And then as fans, we can we can know that this organization is taking care of players and we can continue to love watching football. Right. Well that's and that's right. And it's good to hear you say that you feel that that, that the coaches and, and the teams are more responsive. And you know, while we are focusing obviously on football and which is, you know, obviously and we all love who doesn't love watching football, I mean you've got mm-hmm. four four very young daughters, but I have a very mm-hmm. good friend of mine that I work with whose daughter was a competitive is a competitive cheerleader in high school, yep. and mm-hmm. she actually suffered a devastating concussion. and And her dad was just like, "I just it never occurred to me that that's what it was, mm-hmm. but it was." So, you know, I think I think the awareness, I think especially I think football and what you're doing with football, I think it's r- raising awareness at at all levels for all sports because it can happen in a, in a number of other sports, obviously. Football, you might be more susceptible. I don't Absolutely. know if you. I don't know if you have it's any so thoughts true. on that. Yeah, no, you're right. Everything you're saying is so true, and I think when 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 you can understand that concussions are an externality of concussions or of, of contact sports, you can't escape it. You cannot escape a concussion when you step into a car or get on a bike. Right. You know, you you can't escape the fact that our brains are very fragile. Uh, and they can be they they you can experience in a concussion in so many different ways. And so the the idea is, how do we create education and awareness that that makes the brain more of a priority than it has been in the past? Because I think I think where we can get off track is when we start to take problems in you know injuries that occur in sports, and we begin to to um, you know, try to change the game or say that it's evil or this or that. I, honestly, I think that it's a, it's a part of what football is. And so how do we handle it? How do we, how do we treat it the best that we can? How do we take care of our players? And that goes for gymnastics. It goes for soccer. It goes for volleyball. It doesn't matter. Right. And gymnastics, um, we, soccer, volleyball, mm-hmm. all of those are, are certainly subject. Gymnastics certainly yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. In terms of, of the long-term medical care, um, I know that, you know, obviously NFL players, it, it is a lucrative career. Are, but are there, are, are they providing enough sort of education and, and sort of follow-up mm-hmm. care or advice um, in terms of medical treatment for, for all of you? What a great question, and I'm glad you asked it. Um, I, I work with the NFL Players Association, um, uh, focusing on uh, player health and safety. Concussions is a big part of that. Uh, this this last year, they put out their first concussion educational video, which which goes out to every single player, uh, every single family involved in the NFL. They made it public. It goes out beyond just the NFL family. 
And so, yes, I think we're we're getting into we're getting into a time where where players now are going to have um, a really good uh, foundation for education, and that's the most important because these are all adults, and we need to make sure that that we give them as much information as possible to make the best decisions for themselves. And, and, and many are going to continue to play. And so if we can provide a, a, a sound educational platform, uh, I think that, that that in it of itself is going to help with concussion prevention. And so we're, we're headed there. I think everything is moving in a direction where we're, where we're really going to be taking great care of players and their long-term health. Well, and, and I think that, that that sounds so great. Is there anything done? I mean, if you could sort of be the commissioner or rewrite the rules, is there something? I mean, and you were a tight end. I mean, you, you and I know that you mm-hmm. suffered concussions, but is there anything you, you could see in terms of the rules or, or penalties or, um, you know, I know mm-hmm. in like youth hockey in Minnesota, they've just added, is after some very devastating injuries to some young right, players, right, they've right. added like the major penalty where you, you, you sit out for 10 minutes and, and your team is penalized a, a person. I mean, I, you know, why not have something like that? I know this is just the mom sure. and me speaking, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, what do you think of that? Well, there, there is a significant financial fines now that, that are happening, um, for head to head contact and for, um, for the targeting penalty that now is in place. We do have non-biased neurospecialists who are uh, in a media booth that can stop play at any time, uh, suspected of concussion. So I think that, uh, you know, we're headed in, in, in that right direction. Listen, I'd love to be the commissioner. I think his bonus last <laughs> You'd be year a good 40, commissioner. <laughs> 40, $40 million. So listen, I, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to take that job. I honestly, I think, um, I think, you know, at this point, I think what we still need is just a, a little bit more of a robust, long-term healthcare plan for players. I, I, you know, the I think that the NFL could really call upon the insurance community to um, put together a plan that would take care of players. I think that would be incredible. Um, and outside of that, I think it'll be interesting to see where the NFL falls uh, on youth sports because. For example, you, you brought it up, Minnesota hockey. You don't start checking until I think after Bantams, right. and and so why not why not start to you know take a stance on where the entrance age should be uh, for contact American football? Because interesting point. Yeah, I mean if a, if a, if a if a if a pediatric neurologist will tell you that between ages two and twelve is the most important developmental stages of a child's brain, then why not come up with a different system between those ages and then let them enter in at, at 12, 13 years old? You've just saved four, five, six years of contact sports, and they're still going to have plenty of opportunity to go to college and play football if they have the talent. So if they have the talent, I think, yes. Yeah, I think that that's where we could potentially be going if, if, if uh, people choose to take that position. Chatting with Ben Utech. Ben, I, since we, we've got onto this tangent, I do want to ask you one more question because I think there are obviously sure. a lot of parents and families out there. And I, you know, I do have a son that plays high school hockey. I think that the football mm-hmm. team continues to have fewer and fewer people try out because he's a bigger mm-hmm. guy. I've, we get the letters and the emails every year asking sure. him to come sure. out. I mean, what, um, and, and certainly I think, I think, it is important to know that, that concussions can happen in any sports. As I said, I, I have a very good friend and coworker whose daughter 
really suffered a very serious concussion in competitive cheerleading at a top high school. But what would right. you say um, to families out there that, that have their, their mm-hmm. kids in football? I mean, what do you say? And you, you have four girls. So yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, you don't have to worry about that. But for you right. as a dad, but, um, <laughs> right. but what, 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 what do you say to them? So I'm sure you get this question. Sure. Yes, what a great question. And honestly, to me, as a, as a father, the most important question. And, and honestly, um, and I've been so blessed to work with the American Academy of Neurology, the most prestigious neurology group in the world. They're here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, you know, and, and really, the, the idea is we need to connect people to the brain experts. I, I, one thing I tell parents is... Um, because this injury now is at the forefront of all contact sports, educate yourself on what a concussion is, what to do if it happens to your child, and who to go see. And the reality is, is I, I believe just like every family has a general uh, has a family practice uh, physician that they associate with. I really think if you're going to put your child into contact sports, make sure you go see find your sports neurologist or, or, or a neurologist in your area. Build a relationship with the diagnostic brain expert so that if you unfortunately ever face a concussion with your child, not only do you know what it is, not only do you know where to go, but you have a relationship with the brain expert who you can take your child to and know that they're in good hands. And that's, I think, one thing that as parents we can completely control, and I hope that parents do that. Okay. Well, Ben Utech, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and I think just having somebody like yourself talk about this, I think just raises the awareness, and I certainly hope that not just obviously at the NFL level, but in college and, and youth sports, high school, that, that everybody is really focusing on this because it is so important uh, and in, in every sport. Thank you so much for your time on a Saturday night. Thank you so much. And if you know anybody in the NFL that would consider me as commissioner, please. Let me know I'd be <laughs> well, we're, to... we're all voting for you. I think you'd be a great commissioner. <laughs> Thank all you. Right. Thank you, Ben Utech. All right. Uh, what, what a nice guy. I mean, gosh, just, you know, so bright and so smart. And, and I think it's so important to talk about. And as again, as I said, you know, it's, it's just, uh, I have a colleague that I work with at, at WCCO TV and, he, his daughter's in competitive cheer and he just, it never occurred to him that the problem she was having after a fall was from a concussion. It was very serious. And so, you know, it's just not, I think people focus on football or they focus on hockey and that's fine. But you know, sports like gymnastics, soccer, those are, they're vulnerable too. Or as he said, he made the point too. It, it can happen when you're walking into your car or if you slip and fall. Well, actually, one of our colleagues who's, um, a very good, somebody, a coworker who's a very good ice skater played, you know, competitively was just out, you know, kind of skating around and just slid, caught an edge and just hit the back of his head. It can happen in so many ways. And I think awareness is the key. All right, folks, we have to take a break. We're going to give you some weather. When we come back, though, a special treat. My friend Susan Elizabeth Littlefield is in studio. And of course, you know her from WCCO television, but she has a new gig. She is a food writer and she's got a really interesting niche. She is actually writing about food bargains, $5 or less. So we're going to talk to her about why she decided to branch out in this way and where you can find food bargains for $5 or less, especially in downtown Minneapolis, because I'd like to know too. But I, I've been reading her columns, so I guess I do know. But anyway, keep it here. You're listening to News Radio 830 WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
All right, folks, 636 in the Twin Cities. Well, this is a treat. Live in studio, my friend Susan Elizabeth Littlefield, who, of course, Hi. is a reporter at WCCO-TV. Yay. Hello. Hello. And Hi. But you're also here because you have a new gig. You are a food writer for Eater. I am. It's so much fun. It's one of those things that's your hobby and you love it. And then you step out and you try to do it kind of in a more public way. Right. It's just been so much fun. But, as my- oh, okay. So you just like, you're just somebody who's like a foodie yeah. who, who likes to go out and just check out restaurants as a lot of people do. But I mean, a lot of people like to eat, but they don't think, well, gee, maybe I could, in addition to my already very demanding job, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little bit, little bit. Where, where I'm like getting up at all kinds of crazy hours yep. and working, I, I think I'll just write a column. I mean, how did you go from A to B? It's so much fun because it is um, writing related, which you and I do every day. That's a right. big part of our job. And I don't think people always know that TV, you know, being on TV is what, 30 seconds of our day? Right. That you actually have to write. <laughs> right. That's really what it's about to us. Right. And right. I love the food in the Twin Cities. I've been here four and a half years now. And I have just, from what everyone's told me, the food here is just it, the scene has completely changed over the past, you know, five, ten years. Oh, I would think so. Well, first of all, I think the city has become so much more – because, like, I moved here in December. This is dating myself, of course. Uh, <laughs> December of 1990, and I, I will say it's become so much more diverse. Yes. You know, and really and, – and the food scene along with it has become much more diverse in terms of, you know, the celebration of, like, you know – Vietnamese food right. and, and all these ethnic dif- different great th- international yeah. food. Yes, great international food. And I have since day one when I moved here, our coworker Heather Brown gave me this magazine that was like the top five food fifty restaurants in Minneapolis, and I started exploring them. Yeah. And one of the cool things I've noticed is just when you think you found the new spots, another one opens, and then another one opens, and we have so many people already who. On Instagram in this area, all over the metro are doing really neat things. They're finding discoveries. They're taking photos. They're telling you about little neighborhood places you would have never known about. And I follow all those people. And I ended up um, starting to write for Eater. I applied for the job. And um, it is such a cool website because it's a national website. You know, you Eater based out of New York City, like national. And then they have in certain big cities – they have it in Minneapolis is one of them. And, and, but you know, so, so you decided to apply. And I, I mean, I'm sure they would be thrilled to have you. I mean, first of all, you know, you're a good writer, you're, but you're also a well known person. Um, and, and how did I'm you, so, kind of, how, so how did you broach it with the, the, the big bosses at CCO? <laughs> Let's get the dirt here. Okay. Well, that's why I like Eater so much because it's not compromising your journalism because they don't. A restaurant can't pay Eater and then you would come out and write about it. It's not that. It's it's, and, or, and, it's and like journals like we do. We, you can't, are somebody some can't pay us that, and we go yeah. put them on TV. Like it's organic. And there's a lot that are paid right now. Okay. All right. And, I, and that's You don't fine. have to name names. If you want to, you can. No. But no. Okay. There's but you're a saying- lot that are paid though. And you did you see too, um, Andrew Zimmern did this sort of rant online recently about he was speaking against Yelp. He doesn't think that's a great gauge. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are money-based and click-based and Eater is organically, you go out, you believe in a food, and then you write about it. So because of that, it's journalism. It's food journalism. So it worked out perfectly with 
WCCO to, right. to do that. And it's so much fun to me. All right. I and and are there – I mean is it a big are, – are there a lot of people who write for Eater here? There's not. There's just a few here in the city. Okay. And um, Joy Summers is our editor. She's amazing. She's one of the primary – sort of foodies of the region. And she and Jason write an article together, Jason DeRussia, of course. So they've been in the food scene for a while and they're sort of pioneers in this. And now more people grassroots are starting on Instagram, their own pages. And I love following people all over the Twin Cities and all the different suburbs and their foods and what they post. And it's just become this sub community. And I'm so excited to just sort of have a little part in it. Okay, and so so, and Jason writes for Eater as well. No, he doesn't. He, he does. He writes for Minnesota Month, right? I think with yes. Joy, yeah. Um, but so when you when you got the job because you've got a particular niche, they ask yes. you specifically, we want you to do sort of the the five dollar eats, right? Exactly, and that's I had to kind of pitch to them just like we pitch every day at WCCO, you know, <laughs> stories. So I said, hey, let me. I'd like to write about cheap foods. And we picked, which was complicated, um, but a $5 price point is which what is, I'm I trying mean, to That's write. like really – because, I mean, I went – I worked here yesterday morning and I went out and went to one of the food trucks and it was very good, but it wasn't $5. It no. wasn't even $10. It was $11. Yeah. You know, um, it was very good. It was a sushi bowl, but it was – not cheap. No, it's not. And it's it's really hard to find that. That's why it's been sort of in digging and doing a little bit of work to find that price point. But I have found some really cool things. One of the things going back to you were talking about international food, there's some really good deals with okay. international. And first of all, for for everybody out there, how do we how do we follow you on Eater? Cuz like I mean, you can follow you on Twitter and, and Facebook. Twitter. And what I've started is I've started my main sort of exploring food is on Instagram. Okay. And so I started I got to get page. on Instagram. Okay? I know. I was okay. wondering if you were on there. I you know, I'm, I'm, well, you. I'm, no, I, I'm not, you know, and <laughs> my, my kids are like, mom, you really, you're cool to be on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, you know, no, I'm not, you know, I, but I feel like I need to be on Instagram, but you're doing mostly so. on Instagram. Yeah. I think food does really well on Instagram. With the photo, you just really need, yeah, a photo and a quick caption. All right, sorry, kids. I'm going on Instagram God, and I'm going to follow you and I'm going to know what you're doing and I'm going to know all it's your happening. posts. <laughs> do you do Snapchat? I don't, but that's the two, you know, something it's, it's interesting because they don't do, um, kids don't do Facebook. Teenagers. That's old to them, right? It's really old. I mean like, it's like ancient, 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 ancient. And then my child that just turned 18, he does Twitter, um, Instagram, and Snapchat. And then my daughter's 15, Twitter's old. It's just Snapchat oh, and Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Snapchat and Instagram. Do you do Snapchat? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I that's that's that that's a little bit, but I don't where the kids that. are. But anyway, Instagram is, so is very So do Instagram, yeah, but it's really – what, what is what is your handle good. on Instagram? So my handle is S-E little food. That's really cute. Laughing, <laughs> ah, yay, that's cute. Okay, thank you. Susan Elizabeth Littlefield, S-E, S-E little, little food. food. Okay, that's really cute. And I'm, I'm going to have to get on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, that's, get on that's Instagram. Why, that's why you know she's a good writer and she's in the news. She, <laughs> good, good play on and, words. Yeah. Okay. S-E little food. S-E little food. And if you're on that's Instagram, really join me there and I want to follow you. I love seeing – and I also like seeing even people post what they S-E make in their food. own kitchen and I get ideas for – 
cooking okay. and using different ingredients. Um, well, listen, let me do Do we have to take a break? We'll probably take a quick break. Okay. And then when we come back, I want well, let's talk about your fries because I think a lot of yeah. people um, – I work downtown. I mean, I'm, it, it's, yeah, and you had the ideas, but it's really tough to find something that's that inexpensive. A glass of wine is $14 downtown now. So finding yes. a meal for five, it takes Very a difficult. Ticket. All right. But SE Little Food, yes. at SE Little Food, Elizabeth <laughs> Littlefield has found it. So here, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more with her after this on News Radio 830 WCCO. It is 646 in the Twin Cities. Esme Murphy with you on a Saturday night along with our studio coordinator, Jonathan Lowe, and my special guest in studio on her way to Coldplay because she's, because she's really cool. <laughs> Susan Elizabeth Littlefield, whose handle on Instagram is at SE Little Food. I love that. Thank you. And your niche on Eater, Eater.com. And if you're not familiar with Eater.com, check it out because it really is a cool website with ideas on, on you know where to go to eat, reviews, that kind of thing. But she writes about $5 meals and tell us about the ones – I, I, a lot of listeners are probably going, huh? <laughs> How does she – How do you get $5? Yeah. Susan Elizabeth Magic Littlefield. Um, yeah. uh, you know, how do you – what have you found? Like what – what well, have you written about? Because I mean, you found some things. Some things are full meals. Some things are dishes that right. are really good. But I think these are really good foods and they're so, it's filling. Um, and it's been so much fun. The website is, let me say it again, it's twincities.eater.com if you want to hop okay. on there. There's so many interesting articles on there. They'll tell you about what restaurants are coming, which ones are going, food trends. I mean, just really cool stuff on there. But um, yeah, so I pick five on Fridays. Five five dollar things, and one of the things I'm really excited about. I went there for the third time this morning. Esme, you're a New Yorker. There is this amazing bagel place in town. Have you heard about it? Rise bagel. Rise bagels. You know something? I did go there. Um, I was mentioning Mikey Gustinek because he told me about it, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. And there's a line out the door. A line out the door. Did you think? I mean, because you have such a well, high well, standard. Well, well I, I do. You know. You know what? I I will tell you about. I, they're very good. Is in in the of course. Where everything cool is these days, the North, North Loop. Loop, right? Um, what I did think was amazing. I think their bagels were very good. I did think actually it was Mike Augustinak who went. You saying he was going, and I wanted to get bagels for my kids because my kids are always. We have no food in the house. Right. Always, <laughs> we have no food. I'm like, look in the refrigerator. I'm not like, a, you yeah. know, you have a driver's license. You know, anyway. Um, th- what I thought was unbelievable there were their cream cheeses and yes. and the. Uh, Mike just happened to get me, I don't know, like a plain cream cheese and the strawberry cream cheese. Strawberry cream cheese, they obviously had taken real strawberries mm. and, and put it into the cream cheese. I mean, it was not your, you know, grocery store strawberry cream right. cheese. It was really, really good. And I did think the bagels were very good. They are very good. We yeah. needed that. We really didn't have many local places. Right. For bagels here right. at all, I right? Mean, since I've been here, but yeah, the cool thing is you can get one with cream cheese or butter. Some people like peanut butter, you know, whatever your topping is for under four dollars. So that's a good filling. And it's way it's to very start good, yeah. Day. And they also said you could do phone in orders there because it is. Oh, you. Can. I mean, I mean, I felt like I was in. <laughs> actually, I did go there on Saturdays to get my kids bagels, and one of my kids like called me, and I was shocked he was up because it was like nine thirty or something. In the morning, and 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 I said, "Well, I'm getting you guys bagels. I'm like a hipster central yeah. rise bagels." And he goes, "Oh, are you the oldest person there?" 
I'm like, I don't know, probably not. No. But what if I am? No, you absolutely. <laughs> but it's really good. Rise no bagels. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's really good. R- yeah, and, and R I S E, and yeah. that's a full meal. You know, yes. you can get a quick that breakfast, or they have some lunch things too. Um, Broders, okay. Ooh. Again, let's talk New York City because my opinion is my favorite New York style in the Twin Cities is Broders Pizza by the Slices, the Cucina. Oh, Broders I've never Cucina. had their. I've never had their pizza. So they have the traditional restaurant they've had, right. and then across the street they have that cucina, which is basically you get it to go, or right. you sit at the counter and eat really quickly. But their slices are two ninety five, and we, our coworker Louis Carpel, who moved here from New York, right? I took him after we had done a story, and I said, "Let me get your take on this. You're a New Yorker. I want to see." Right? And he he rolled it up the way. Is there, you have to like <laughs> fold it in half, and he's like this. This passes the test because we have a lot of pizza yeah. in the Twin Cities, but I'm not sure much of it is actually. And New is York it the one style. on 50th? Yeah, it's on Penn and, and 50th. 50th. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Exactly. I, you know, I've I've had pasta there. I've never had their pizza, so I'll have to try that. You've got to try it, and I really want to get your opinion again. Yeah, having okay. the New York. That's right, but Lewis. Okay, that's great because Lewis. Yep. Something too. I'm excited about. Okay, our coworker again. It all goes back to I think good recommendations when it comes to good yes. food. But Joe K, as we call him. Oh, I love Joe K, yes. And he brings in, you know, on Sunday mornings. Oh, my God. Joe K. Yay. We love Joe K. We love Joe K. And he brings these <laughs> Our, our photojournalist, he's really nice. He's Super a great nice guy. guy. He's a, like, St. Paul guy. And he goes, he, his good friend owns this place called Sugar Rush Donuts. It's, it's like really, S-U-G-A Rush. And this really is good. why it's so exciting to me because I like cake donuts. Right. <laughs> and most people like glazed. Right. Glazed is fine, but it's hard to find cake. And they have tons of cake donuts. Right. And they are delicious. And, I mean, you can get two or three for under $5. And how good are they? You've they're, they're really good. And, you have something, and he comes in on Sunday mornings when we're all kind of like really tired yeah. and we're all kind of bleary-eyed. And then Joe K right. comes in with – and we'll, we'll Joe Kaczynski, you know, he, he does have real, a real last name. Yeah, <laughs> but Joe K., thank you so much for, for bringing those in. They are really, really good. They're and he really says it's good. on university. I've never been there. Yeah, but it's I've, on university. And it's a boutique place. So they actually supply, I think this is really interesting, to a lot of coffee houses in the area. And, and I think, but and they also have like egg rolls. Oh, yeah. He brings in He, he brings in the egg rolls from Sugar Rush. Anyway, oh, it's like. That is the. Oh, all hail Joe K. We, we love Joe him. K. Okay. Um, here's one that. Is so good to me. Okay, so good. Under uh, so four ninety nine, you can get a full bowl of soup. It's Certix. Okay, and right there in the Northeast, like we know them for their liquor store, and they have a little sort of fast bakery area right, with where you fancy can get cheese cheeses. And bread. Yeah, you can get a, a full bowl of soup there. You can for for so under five dollars. One of the owners told me that try the soups. Our chefs mix it up, and they make crazy combinations uh like cauliflower and chev or spanish tomato and poblano or pork and potato every day it's completely really? different and y'all i'm gonna take out my southern roots <laughs> it's good really good and you fill up and really? you get a big chunk of bread with it you know when we're on stories and we just need to like run right in. but you know i just and you know in fact yeah. i interviewed um a city council member in the parking lot there because this is this is what we do you know it's like you know <laughs> give me five minutes of your time yes. five, five minutes, minutes. and so we you. met in the parking lot at Anywhere. certix 
And then I went in and I didn't – I guess I didn't see the soups and the cheeses looked really good. But I thought, you know, and, and the cheeses I thought were a little – you know, they're, they're nice cheeses. But, you know, right. nice cheese is a little more expensive. I didn't – it never occurred to me. Um, get a full bowl too. OK. All right. Because you can get a cup for three forty nine, but you get a full bowl for four ninety nine, and it is literally filling literally an entire meal. Wow. OK. That is something I did not know because that, that we go by there. But yeah, you're right. It's It's – you know, a lot <laughs> – that's a really good tip. Fast. You know, <laughs> yeah. we just need something fast and good. And, and good. Yeah. And, and they are, I mean, it's like a chef meal. And that's what I want to say about this stuff is that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of really great sort of high-end restaurants. But when do we go there? Maybe once, twice a year if it's a special occasion. Right. But these places, this is why I love them. Because you can revisit them once a month, twice a month. Oh, sure. Sure. Or, that's why I'm passionate about Right. This. Well, that's so cool. So so you get – and when do you do this? Do you just kind of do it like – Here or there. Here and there. Yeah, and I love taking recommendations too. So okay, if so anyone I'm, has recommendations, hop on Twitter, hop on SE Little Food Instagram. I love getting $5 ideas. I've done a few. I've done I think one or two cocktails too because like I said, it's so interesting to me that a glass of wine costs $14 right. downtown. Was- that's a bottle. That's a nice bottle. Right, right. But that's how – that's just the price point right now. Um, and where can – so people can – you know, if you have a suggestion for Susan Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, and this doesn't have to be in the immediate downtowns. This can be anywhere yeah, in the metro I w- area. Yeah, I want to branch out more. More to the suburbs. I'm and- doing mostly Minneapolis and I'm doing a few St. Paul, but I want to get out more. I want to okay. get out everywhere because I know there's – Finds all over the metro, right? And then some people have deals at certain times of the day too. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is right. good as well. Like if you go later in the afternoon or for a happy hour. So, what is uh, the best place to reach you? I mean, the best place Twitter is really good. So Susan Elizabeth, one word L, and it's Elizabeth with a Z, uh, is my Twitter handle. And then se little food on Instagram too. And I would love to take your recommendations. I'm in hole in the wall is great. Right. I mean, right. give me something I've never heard of. I had never been to anything. Um, we're, I'm totally open. I want to try it. Right. I've got to get keep my, it cheap. My, my husband's always talking about like this taco truck that he always goes to. Is it the one at Kmart? Yes. 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 Okay. That is on my list. I haven't been. Okay. There. Yes. That's the one. He it's goes to there. Be amazing. The, 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 all right. <laughs> Don't want to run out of time here. El Primo. Um, the um, yes, the taco truck by the Kmart. On Nicolette. On Nicolette. Yeah, he loves that. And he's always talking about it. And he and his, you know, he, he has a furniture store, but a lot of times he rides in the truck and he and his guys always go there. And I think there's another one further down, but that's one of his hot spots. It's and supposed to be great. It's, he says it's really, really, I'll really good. I'll have to good. try that before I come back so we can talk more about it. Okay. That. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have you on more. But anyway. By the way, I love the fact that you're talking about high end restaurants and oh, I just go to Taco Truck down by Kmart. It's well, true. It's, it, you know, but I, and I haven't been to that one, it's but, good. but he says it's fabulous and the people are really nice and I've it's just that. really, really good and they've got all kinds of specialties. So he loves that. Well, anyway, Susan Elizabeth Littlefield, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Send her your ideas. Send me her thank ideas. So we'll much. pass them on. Have fun at Coldplay. I'm so jealous. It'll be great. Okay. All right. Keep it here, folks. Much more ahead. You are listening to News Radio 830 WCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.